Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. than it is to actually live it out in the real world. Spirituality is a challenge because it goes against our grain. The last several weeks, we've been following the story of the rise of the power of King David in our Old Testament readings. David was the smallest of the brothers, and yet God selected him to be the future king. God's power was at work, not through the eyes of Samuel, who looked at broad shoulders and good-looking young warriors. David the shepherd then, relies on the power of God to defeat Goliath. He doesn't even wear armor, proper armor to fight with. But he relied on God and found the power there. David's victory was based around the understanding that it's God's power working in him and not of his own strength. Today's reading, we hear the culmination of that trust in God's power as he has been a warrior leading Israel. And finally, he is seen as the one who should lead Israel after Saul. It would be a nice happy ending if that's where the story ended. However, in the weeks to come, we'll see that David is very human and that he'll begin to experience failures as he tries to live into his own power that he has accumulated around the monarchy. His own newly found powers as king are not nearly as reliable as being weak having God's power. Even for David, failure lurks out even from the greatest success story beginning. Failure is something we despise as human beings. We hate failing, don't we? When our leaders fail, boy, you have to drag them up to that microphone and they look down and they kick the rocks around their feet and they say, I failed. And they want out of that scene as quickly as possible. Failure is not something we relish. We don't ask for it, and we fight it at every turn as if it is the greatest enemy. We even see that in our reading that I began with in 2 Corinthians. 
Paul asks that his weakness, his failure, something he couldn't overcome, would be removed. Paul says, a thorn was given to me in the flesh. And then he parses it out a little bit. A messenger of Satan to torment me, whatever that means, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me. I mean, he is begging God so that he won't fail. He won't experience this thorn in the flesh, whatever it is. Paul experienced weakness, failure, something he couldn't control, something he couldn't overcome in his own power, as something he wanted to be able to overcome. He wanted to do it in his own strength, even asking God, give me enough strength to get over this. But that's where that beautiful line comes. God said, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. I think this is one of the most difficult spiritual lessons that we are asked to wrestle with as we follow the way of Christ. Our own limitations, our own weaknesses, accepting and actually inviting times and places and experiences that are beyond our abilities. That's exactly what's happening in the gospel reading today. Jesus sends out his disciples two by two so that they will be forced to rely on the power of God working in their life. Did you notice what Jesus tells them to do? He orders them to, quote, take nothing for their journey except a staff. Don't pack a lunch. Don't carry your Samsonite luggage with you. Don't even put your credit cards in your wallet. But just wear your sandals. And don't even take a blanket, just in case you have to spend the night outside, and you'd be perfectly happy to because you have enough warm coverings. What Jesus is doing is asking his followers to put themselves into a position where they have to practice reliance on God to put themselves in a place that is beyond their own perceived abilities and to be in a position where they are forced to rely on God. Yuck. That sounds miserable. Practiced reliance on God is maybe, as I said, one of the greatest spiritual challenges to a spiritual life. Relying on God is a challenge because we are so used to relying on our own gifts and abilities to be able to navigate the turns in life, 
to rely on our own savings so that we know we won't be destitute, to be able to rely on our own health, to know that we can do whatever we need to do. To practice reliance is something that we must be forced to do or force ourselves to do. The way it looks is maybe from an illustration using Moses. Moses feeling God's call from a burning bush, which I don't know we always have, but to feel the call, and Moses fights that. But God says, tell them, let my people go. He says, I don't have any power. How can I come up against those great uh, warlocks in Egypt? Throw your staff down, it turns into a snake, pick it back up. I'll be with you, you'll be able to handle this. Moses looking for another excuse, but I can't speak. He says, well, use your brother Aaron. Moses, however, does rely on Aaron at one point, and it's a miserable failure with a golden calf. Moses begins to rely on God through his speech impediment, to find a voice, to be able to lead people. I don't know if I can do this, Lord, is our prayer. But I will, if you'll help me, is the antidote to I can't do this. God asks his disciples, or excuse me, Jesus asks his disciples, to not take anything and to rely on the presence of God. It means we don't know what will come in the future, but we do know one thing, God will be there with us. Maybe that's what we do as we step into a new volunteering position. We don't know what will come in the future, but we know God will be there to meet us. It looks too big for us. That's the point. It is too big for us. We need God's help. But it's frightening. And God says, my grace is sufficient for you. Practiced reliance is one of the methods that we use in, in the spiritual life to grow deeper into our faith. Until we are tested, we don't quite know what's in us. Jesus tests his disciples because he knows God will be out there if they rely. That's the same for you and I. When we take that step out, we don't know what the future holds. We just know that God will be there with us. Maybe God is calling you to do something. Maybe not be a deacon or a priest. That's a really specialized, narrow calling. Take it from me, it's scary, but God's out there. And God will lead you where you need to be. Maybe God is calling you to reach out to a neighbor. Maybe God is calling you to a new way of exercising one of the gifts that you perceive that you have but have not yet lived into or practiced. Maybe there is an opening that needs to be filled. And somehow in the back of your mind, you say, I certainly can't do that as good as the other person. But God says, my grace will be sufficient for you. 
because God will use your gifts. God will use your individuality. God will use your willingness. And God will promise that in weakness, God's power will come through. For my grace is sufficient for you. That's exactly what the disciples found. As they come back, they rejoice. They understood that God could work through them the way that God was working through Jesus himself. I hear it so often here in the church. Places where people took that step. It was tentative, but God met them, and they were able to do what God called them to do. The big ministries that we have today have come about because people have taken faithful steps into the unknown, but God was waiting there to direct and to open and to help. I love the words that Paul came to understand. For whenever I am weak, then I'm strong. That's what practice reliance teaches us. The joy and the grace of being weak. Because then we see God being strong in us. Amen.